0: I think, again, with that pile up of stress, you could see you're at risk for developing uh, physical and mental health issues, you're at risk of, you know, developing uh, heart disease, you're at risk for developing, you know, even just weight gain due as a result of stress, and you know, the the chronic fatigue, memory loss, all of these different things that and then even depression and anxiety, right, you can you can certainly experience those as well, the lack of motivation, right. And then, you know, at the at the most severe form, where we're feeling loss of of motivation and and
1: loss of will to live. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. I've got a great guest to bring to the show today. This is Lena. And Lena and I talk about burnout. And I know that I've done episodes before about burnout, but that's just because it's so important to recognize the signs that you're close to burnout. And to take preventative measures to prevent burnout. So what we talk about here is super important. And I hope that you get some some takeaways from this episode. I'd love to hear what your takeaways are. So you can always email me at ani at momswithoutcapes.com. Let me know what you get from this episode. And I hope that you I hope that what Lena and I talk about help you get off the road of burnout. If that's what you're feeling you're on. All right. Enjoy the episode today. We have on the moms without capes podcast. We've got Lena Serez Angelina. So welcome to the show, Lena. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Lena is a licensed clinical social worker and intuitive empowerment coach. She primarily focuses on helping people overcome overwhelm and banish burnout. Lena is the owner of a private practice, as well as a coaching and wellness company, Light Collective and Co. Today, Lena and I will be chatting about her journey through burnout and how to get help if you're close to or in the midst of being burned out. So Lena, let's just dive in and share with us some more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Well, I'm sure from my bio alone, (laughs) it's,
0: you know, you can probably tell like, wow, that's a lot, right? Um, Plus being a mom of a toddler, as well as a bonus mom to a teenager. So there's a lot on my plate by default. Um, And so when I was going to school to be a therapist, I, or to go to school for social work, they always talked about burnout and they always talked about self-care, but they didn't really you know yeah they they were just kind of fluff words they weren't really things that you paid mind to because you were just so fixated on passing your classes and you know getting used to the field and then when I worked in community mental health that was really my first experience with burnout to the degree that I needed to take a step back and needed to make some changes in my life so that I can make the career more sustainable for for myself. And so a lot of the times we were always met with, oh, you're too young to be tired or you're too young to you know, be, be burnt out already or too new to the field. And it's like, OK, but these are still my, my thoughts, my feelings. And, you know, there's, there was that lack of support that really was a red flag for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a counselor myself, I totally, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like we, I didn't even really understand what self-care was because you are, you're just focused on like getting the degree and you hear about compassion fatigue and like these buzzwords that pop up as we're getting our education, but you don't stop to think like, well, you know what is that like i just want to i just want to help people i don't <laughs> I right don't, right I, I don't need to help myself i just need i just want to help other people and so it just right. becomes this buzzword of not recognizing what it is that that we need ourselves in order to be able to help other people so mm-hmm. all right awesome so what i mean in your bio i already shared that you experienced burnout what did that look like and what what happened?
0: Even I I tell this story often, um, but I remember one time I I was still in college and this was probably my first time where I'd gone to therapy or n- recognized that I needed to start going to therapy and I cried because I had dropped a pencil on the floor, but it was just kind of like the last possible thing that could have gone wrong at the time, right? We're balancing an unpaid internship plus all of our classes, plus our assignments, <laughs> plus social life at college, oh, the plus <laughs> then trying to actually, you know, work a little bit because then, you know, you, so you had some sort of income. And so I remember one day I, a pencil had fallen, like I, you know, I was probably rushing out the door and a pencil had fallen. And I just burst out into tears because it was just that last possible thing that could have gone wrong. The like straw. just the thought of the, that of the effort. Yes. Back. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that was kind of like a, my first sign to, to recognize, like ask for help, ask for support. Like you may be burnt out, but I didn't really know burnout in that, in that essence. And then when I got to community mental health, um, I did an internship in partial care. So that in itself is a, is a different dynamic and a different beast um, to work for. And it, it's a beautiful, and I I'm blessed for the experience, but you're on 24 seven and you know, the second your car drives into the, onto the block, right? Your shift starts, so to speak, you're not clocked in yet, but you have to, you know, start your mindset into I'm, I'm a clinician and I'm helping and I'm here to support. And so when I started to, again, voice that I was feeling burnt out or I was feeling overwhelmed or just, you know, it didn't feel like it was, yeah, that's, that's it, you know, like welcome to the field and it wasn't really met. It's part of the world. And so that's really where that burnout became like I can't do this every day and then you know I would make some changes I transferred to the outpatient department and that was okay you know for a little bit I also at the same time because I can't do more than I can't just do one thing at a time um I ended up becoming pregnant right at the same time that I was transitioning departments and so that was kind of balancing but it was good it was helpful cuz if a client didn't show or anything I would have that hour to where I could catch up on notes or any other administrative stuff, and so there's a little bit more of a balance, but it was a really high high caseload. So and it was like after a while, that also wasn't sustainable. And so then that's really what encouraged me to open my own practice and to and then even after opening my own practice, that's not fully sustainable, you know, for as many hours as I want to put in. And so then that's where Light Collective was born, so that I can reach. I can help others and impact them in a way that I'm passionate in a way that feels good for me, but is also helpful to them. And so then that's kind of where we have ended up now is through Light Collective and Co.
1: Does Light Collective and Co, does that, um, do you you work with other therapists or how does, who do you work with? I primarily work with, it's
0: been a journey so far, but I've primarily worked with anyone who is looking to get out of burnout. So in the future I see myself developing cohorts you know so if it's a cohort of moms a cohort of uh, entrepreneurs you know female entrepreneurs male entrepreneurs so just because I think group dynamics can be really different Mm -hmm. well it's a very vulnerable topic Um, and so I feel that but right now it's really just anybody who's who's open to wanting to improve their their quality of life and overcome that burnout. Um, in, a, in a capacity that feels good for them. A lot of the stuff uh, I, I envision is will be self-paced uh, as far as the material, because the material is the same, but it's how it applies to your life, right? And so that's where that live, a little bit of a live hybrid component will come into play or just because I also like that human connection, right? So I want to make sure I'm very, I'm very big, even in therapy, even in coaching, very big on, I want to hear what you're doing now And so what can we tweak, right? I want to tweak things. I don't want to do this overhaul massive change because then it's not, again, it's not sustainable. It might sound great, but it's taking that first step. And that first step really has to come at a tweak. And so
1: really anyone who's, who's looking to tweak their life. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others. But self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. You kind of made me laugh a bit when you said about when you were working community mental health and the no-shows, right? Like Mm -hmm. they counted on those no shows because then you can catch up on your notes. Like it was always like a catch-up game. And like when you have that full caseload, you know, with mental health, there's always no shows. But like when you start depending on that. And Mm so when what you learned like going through the burnout as a clinician, how did that transfer like to be able to prevent burnout as a mom? Like once you became a mom and you saw the, the increased stress. It
0: forced me to be able to ask for help and more importantly, be open to receiving the help. I think that that, you know, for so long, we, we live in this mindset that if we ask for help, we're weak, or, you know, if we receive, receive help, we're, we're viewed as incompetent or we're incapable. Um, I think by having children, it, it, it really forces me that everything can't be done today and tomorrow and that's okay. Right. So living with, I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to launch a podcast for, for a handful of months now. And, you know, it's something that kind of just keeps getting pushed a a little bit further back and I'm okay with that now. Right. I think pre, pre motherhood, I would have been like, And I know that that sounds silly, but like pre-motherhood, I would have been like, no, like this has, like, this is the goal I set for myself. Like, (laughs) let's do it today. You know, why, why not? Um, And so I think kids, kids really keep you on your toes. And, you know, um, our son has, our son has delays. And so he isn't developing at his, with his peers. And so it's just really being able to recognize like, okay, he's going to do things in his own time. And, and we love him regardless. And so it, it's a really humbling experience to be able to raise a child with, with uh, developmental delays and seeing how much personality and how much life and, and, you know, he's vibrant still. And, and not that I thought kids with delays were weren't before but when when you have your own now when you're witnessing it's it's definitely yeah because when anybody pictures motherhood they don't picture a child with delays so you know even just like that that got scrapped at the door
1: essentially you know (laughs) right it sounds like a lot of mindset shifts a lot of mindset shifts had to happen both in and out of work and and in and out of Mm -hmm. being a mom and and just shifting your perspective to recognize you know the change Change has to happen. Yes. Yes.
0: And it's okay. Right. And all change isn't pretty and all change isn't easy, but it's, you know, I try and welcome it nonetheless.
1: Absolutely. So when you say about your quality of life was impacted by burnout, how so?
0: There would be, and a lot, a lot of it, I think, happened again work related more so than motherhood related, but even, even now I, I recognize like signs of when motherhood is burning me out as well. And a lot, there's a lot of tears. Um, I'm a cancer. Mm-hmm. So I have, I was <laughs> going to ask you like, what signs? Emotional what signs, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, I'm a cancer. So by default, we're, we're a lot more emotional than I think other signs are, but a lot of times it was, cr- it was the crying, like it was the, crying because I didn't want to get out of bed or crying because, you know, like I couldn't picture that I would from starting my mornings and still go and go straight through until the evenings, right. To for work or um, even if our son is, is fussy, right. You know, for too many hours consecutively, right. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of hit a breaking yeah, point where you have to like wave your flag and be your white (laughs) flag and say, Hey, you know, I need, I need some help. Right. I need, you know, other people to to help and support. So I think that was a big one. Um, also like if I would get a big gut reaction of like, Oh, I don't want to do this or like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this again. Right. So I think that, that those are all, I'm starting to pay more attention to those. And maybe again, we talk about the change might not happen right now, but what can I change so that in three months from now, this can be improved? What can change in six months from now? And so it's, it almost kind of works out every September. I revamp my hours um, and I take a look back of like what is no longer sustainable for me. So I've been able to eliminate a, a little bit more or a lot more of my evening hours. Um, so then that opens up more time with my family at night but again every every step of the process there was a transition period i had to you know have evening clients because i was working during the day and i had to you understand and so yeah. i think just constantly trying to do audits of myself both in in personal and in professional life right so even habits of eating right so um you know if i eat too much fast food or or too much takeout over a long period of time like i start to feel lethargic and i start to feel mm-hmm. sluggish and so i recognize like okay I need to fuel my body with, with better foods. And so being able to tweak, right. Those things, what can I add that's healthier today? Or what can I, you know, can I improve my sleep? You know, can I go to sleep an hour earlier? And so it's just kind of those little micro changes that make a bigger impact at the end.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even before making those changes, it's so important to just stop and assess just like you did with your schedule. Like what is working, what isn't working in this season and how can I make that shift? And so many of the moms, like they're listening to this podcast right now are just um, like rushing through life and not taking that time to stop and reflect on what's working and what's not working. And then wondering why are they feeling many of their symptoms that you just shared? Like, why are they crying at the drop of a hat or like, is that the expression? <laughs> the expression. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> But like, you know, the, these negative symptoms that are coming up for them and they're just continuing to push forward saying like, oh, well, this is just motherhood. This is just how things have right. to be. Mm-hmm. And when you stop to think about it and recognize that this isn't how it has to be, that you can slow down, you can put things off. You don't have to do it all right now, right? This is a marathon, not a sprint. And yes. really recognizing all of these things so that you can slow down and make Recognize what tweaks can be made to improve your quality of life. A hundred percent. A hundred
0: percent. And it that awareness. Awareness is key to any changes that you want to make. And so it is. It's you have a reaction, right? You have an overwhelming emotion. What what triggered that? What happened, right? Is that something that happens all the time? Or is that something that, you know, just once in a blue, right? Because the goal isn't to eliminate stress entirely or to never feel burnt out, but we can get ahead of that burnout, right? Or it can take a lot longer. Um, and burnout, I, I truly believe can, can be prevented, right? It can be banished, but stress can't, right? Stress is, that's, that is okay. a part of life, but yeah. it's our reaction, right? It's our reaction right. and how, how we handle the stress and how we respond to it. So that's kind of where all of that awareness
1: comes into play. If you're a super busy, stressed out mom, looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations, and confront negative self-talk, all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader. You will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, Break the cycle of negative thinking and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you. Start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program today. You can find the link in the show notes of today's episode. What happens if you don't get help? Like if if you're on the road to burnout and you continue going down and you don't, you don't stop to reflect and get and change things.
0: I think you, you run the risk of losing a lot, right? I think you run the risk of losing any of your closest relationships because when, when we don't manage our burnout, we become angry, we become resentful, we become irritable. People don't want to be around people who are mm-hmm. like 24 seven, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we have our days, but you know you're, you're not going to have that support system that maybe you once used to have. Um, additionally, I think again, with that pileup of stress, you could see it, you're at risk for developing uh, physical and mental health issues. You're at risk of, you know, developing uh, heart disease. You're at risk for developing, you know, even just weight gain due as a result of stress and, you know, the, the chronic fatigue, memory loss, all of these different things that, and then even depression and anxiety, right. You can, you can certainly experience those as well, sure. the lack of motivation. Right. And then, you know, at the, at the, most severe form, we're, at, we're feeling loss of of motivation and, and loss of, of will to live. And that's, you know, we don't want to get
1: to that point. Right, right, right. So what's the first step? If somebody feels that they are experiencing burnout or on that road to burnout, what would you suggest would be the first step?
0: I always come down to breath, right? I always come down to like just breath and and just forgiveness for ourselves, right? Because I think the second that we're like, Oh my God, how did it get so bad? Or how did I, how did it get to this point? We start berating ourselves again, right? We start going down this rabbit hole. Like how, why, why is all of this happening? Right. But instead of going down that path, it's just, okay, let me take a breath and let me regroup. Right. Let me recenter myself and okay. I'm recognizing I'm feeling these signs and, and I'm experiencing these and I'm having these thoughts and I agree. And so who can I call, right? Is there somebody I can, I can talk to? Is there somebody, so if that's working with a therapist, if that's working with a coach, if that's even taking, you know, a self self self-paced program that's dedicated to, to burnout or even a live program, you know, just finding something, right. But it starts with that breath and it starts with compassion. It starts with being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to make changes. The changes may not come overnight, but. I'm going, I recognize that this is not the way I want to live anymore. And so I'm going to do something, something different about that.
1: So how do you, Lena? how do you practice self-care? What's your go-to way to refuel?
0: (laughs) So I just came, um, off of paddleboarding, and so that I love paddle boarding, my, my new <laughs> love I actually you'll be proud of me um I got back up on the board like by myself without assistance in open open bay open ocean <laughs> so usually I need a either my ladder that I have that I can attach or um I'm in a shallower area where I yeah. know I can get to the bottom of a floor quicker up, yeah um, oh my gosh! So paddleboarding has definitely been like one of the ultimate recharges for myself. I think again, being a water sign—not <laughs> that everything <laughs> is about water signs—but um, I think just just that reconnection. Paddleboarding has really forced me to have that mind-body connection. Right, my mm-hmm. mind can't be all over the place because I have I to, to be connected off. to my body, <laughs> and then I fall off. I right? know that. So <laughs> I know it well. Also, <laughs> so I think that that has been one of my ultimate ultimate recharges. And um, right now we're we're visiting Florida, and so the weather has been beautiful. And so just kind of being in an area that really feels good. But I'm back at home where I'm from New Jersey. And so for our listeners, I know we chatted a little bit earlier, <laughs> and I only have a couple months for that. So it's just being able to take some time for myself, right? So if that's and I know that that sounds so cliche, but we're, our field is a very giving, giving thing, right? So as a therapist, as a coach, hosting a, a wellness brand, you know, that's all very giving, 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 giving And as, as, a, as a parent, mm-hmm. as a mom, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're giving, giving, giving. And so who, who gives back to us and, and not for nothing, but we can receive from others, but it it's most important that we do it for ourselves. Right. It's like, kind of like the ultimate form of self-advocacy is just like, I'm going to take care of me. And so not because I'm too independent, but because I know what I need, right. Right. I know how I can be nourished. So just taking that time to, to be by yourself, you know, if it's five minutes, if it's an hour, if it's two hours, it's a whole day, like whatever, whatever you can do to start
1: small. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Awesome. So is there anything about burnout or about, taking steps away from burn, you know, combating burnout that you'd like to share, any advice that you'd like to share with the listeners that we haven't covered today?
0: No, I think just really reiter- reiterating that, that aspect of self-compassion. I think that that is going to be, that couples the ability to, to practice self-care without feeling guilty. And it just really recognizes like that burnout doesn't have to last forever. And, you know, but stop also brushing it aside, right? I think, and just it recognize like, okay, I'm, I'm going to show up for myself and I'm going to, to do that with care.
1: Awesome. So, okay, so this is why I asked you your favorite book, but I know that you wrote a book. So why don't you share with us your book that you'd recommend for listeners to pick up? <laughs> I
0: know it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn and you're probably laughing or rolling your eyes and both. Both options are okay, (laughs) but it's actually an anger management workbook for moms, and it it's practical exercises to manage your emotions and find calm. And it's got uh, eight chapters, and it runs through just defining anger, and then being able to understand how to manage your emotions, how to, you know, identify different things in your life, and you know how there's all exercises. It's a workbook, so it really gets you to work through it uh, as you go through the chapters as well as there's a a ton of journals and uh ponder like debrief and ponder questions and reflection questions so that you're doing practice not only while you're reading the book and and answering the questions in the workbook and the activities but you're also thinking about it outside of the the workbook too and so it doesn't only apply to anger because as we know with anger it's a secondary emotion to other things, the glacier, exactly. <laughs> so I think that that is, it's really, really helpful for anybody. I know it says for moms and we're on a mom's podcast, but really, if you feel that anyone can benefit from an anger management workbook, it might be worth, worth a try to, to check out.
1: What, um, what is it? What is it called? You didn't get it, the it title. Is, that's, that's literally the title. Anger, the anger, anger management. workbook. Moms. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And can they find that on your website?
0: They, I'm working on putting it on my website. It, they, you can certainly find it on Amazon as well. Okay. But hopefully 70- by, this, by the time this airs, I will have it on my website. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So where can listeners find you? Primarily on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook too, but I think Instagram will probably be a, a great first, first step to finding me. And um, if you message me with the word burnout, I'm happy to include a freebie for you.
1: Okay. Awesome. And eventually they'll find you on your podcast. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. The light life with Lena. Listen, the trailer's already recorded. We're, we're micro steps. They're, oh, you're getting There you are coming. There. Okay. Yeah. Cause light, light, um, how light collective really quick, how light collective was born. Uh, it was just kind of light stands for let it go here today. Okay. And that's just kind of the reminder and that's kind of the branding for everything. And so light the light life right so learning how can we let go of certain things how can we just be be more present right be more mindful and so that's kind of the big focus of the podcast what I envision at least yeah and uh, my brain works in acronyms even my course on burnout that's that's in acronyms Um, I have a course on asking for help so all of these different things they're all (laughs) that's how my brain works so they're
1: easy to remember Well, Lena, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Really enjoyed this conversation. No, and thank you for having me. And thank you to our listeners for spending their time with us. Hey, mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.